Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hello, everyone. I am Sarah Powers, and you are listening to The Mom Hour. I am so excited today to be joined by Asha Dornfest. Asha is the author of the brand new book, Parent Hacks, and she's the creator of the website parenthacks.com, which has been around for more than a decade. Um, Asha is also a fellow podcaster. I'm so excited to talk books and podcasting with Asha today. She co-hosts the Edit Your Life show, which is one of my favorite podcasts, and I'm not just saying that. Um, And Asha's joining us from her home in Portland, Oregon, which is one of my favorite places in the whole world. So we are so excited to have Asha today. Hello, Asha. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Sarah. We have to be careful because there might be some mutual fangirling and gushing that happens. Just gushing. Mutual gushing. Let's just, I'm going to try to, you know, put a lid on it a little bit, but (laughs) It might sneak out. Yes. Well, I, there's a lot of love, a lot of podcasty love going back and forth, I think, between our two shows. And we're so excited for your new book. So um, I also want to mention for our listeners, if you're happening upon this and wondering, where's Megan? Don't worry. I haven't like lost her. She's not wandering around confused somewhere. She is um, sitting this one out. And Megan and I are really excited to be starting um, a special series of interviews with people like Asha, people we think are great. Um, And this has been a goal of ours for a while for the podcast. And it's also going to be, they're going to be bonus episodes. So if you like how we just come on every week and chit chat with each other, that won't change. We're hoping to do one or two bonus interviews a month. And this is the very first one. So we're really excited about that. And if this feels different to you, just go with it. And uh, Megan and I will continue on our normal recording schedule as well. So we're excited about that. I like the idea of being a bonus, frankly. Yes, yes, you are a bonus. And you are bonus number one. (laughs) Bonus interview number one. Um, Yeah, we're we're very excited. It's something we've wanted to do for a while. You know, Megan and I, um, there's certain areas that we just, of motherhood and parenting that we don't, we can't speak to personally. And we get questions from listeners asking us to talk about certain things. And we're like, uh, 
we, you know, we, we can't authentically speak about those things. And then there's also just sometimes people like you and authors and people we admire that we know our listeners would love to get to know. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So let's talk about parent hacks. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Asha, your website started more than 10 years ago, right? More than a decade now? Yes. And when somehow the word decade sounds so <laughs> different than 10 years ago. But yes, indeed, I launched parenthacks.com in 2005. Awesome. And it's kind of grown into, it's like more than a website. It's like a community of idea sharing parents um, with really genius solutions to everyday problems. So if you're listening and this is your first introduction to Parent Hacks, that's just kind of the primer for you. It's been a blog and a community for over a decade and it is now a book and it's all the little things that you never thought of, but somebody else did in um, like an amazing community genius hack sharing way. Um, but what I'd love you to tell everybody, Asha, is kind of how the site started back when you were a newer mom um, and how it's kind of evolved over that period of time. Well, it's quite the story, at least it is for me. And, you know, it's funny because right now I'm having this opportunity because I'm just I've just come out with a book and I'm sharing a lot about the book to really reflect on this incredible 10 year journey that yeah. I've been on. So. In 2005, my son was just starting kindergarten and my daughter was a toddler. And let me just say, new parenting was not the experience that I had read about in the parenting books. <laughs> it wasn't at all. And it just, it was overwhelming for me. And at the time, this was in the days before Facebook, right. we didn't have a really easy way to reach out to each other right. beyond just who lived in our neighborhood. Right. And so I thought to myself, you know, I would really love to hear what's actually working for parents because sometimes it's just those little tips that somebody shares with you. You know, you're standing there in the school pickup and someone just leans over and says, oh, you know, I came up with a good tip for this or, or a quick shortcut for that. Right. And sometimes those were the things that were the most helpful. So yeah. I thought to myself, how could I find out what those, share, what those shortcuts are and how could I share my own? And so I thought, oh, I'll start a blog which seemed like such a, it sort of seemed like an alternative thing to do at the time. Yeah. And, but I just really, it came from my own need to talk to other parents about what was going on because I was desperate for help yeah. and yeah. community myself. And things changed so quickly, even in those first few years that once you, even if you rather confidently have one stage down, you're always a fish out of water as you move through in some area. Right. So I mean, so there's there that need never goes away. I'm sure as you found even with teenagers, right? Your kids are 16 and 12. Is that right? That's right. Yes. 16 and 12 now. You know, it's so true. I think I've sometimes described parenting as a series of completely different jobs, because when I think <laughs> about it's funny, I, I now right now I'm having the opportunity to meet a bunch of new parents and, and expecting parents. Uh -huh. And I I sort of look at them with curiosity, like. Boy, I know I did that, but it just doesn't feel like that right. anymore. And right. it is actually quite wonderful for me right. to go back to that time right. and remember. Yeah. And yes, I mean, it's very true that I, I still need the hacks, but, but most of my work and certainly Parent Hacks, the book, is focused on expecting and new parents pretty yes. much from, say, pregnancy through preschool. Yes. And that's definitely the, the steepest learning curve and probably the time of the most isolation, I think, for a lot of people where yes. we may have more social media now than 10 years ago, but it doesn't, it doesn't um, completely solve the need for community 
by any means. Well, so, and it's also when you're most constrained for time and you're yes. most constrained for sleep. And yes. I think too, you're the most vulnerable because yes. it's new. Yes, 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 agreed. So how did that then, I mean, you started a blog and you started trying to pull these tips together. Was there a point at which it felt like, wow, this is now, I've heard you say in other interviews that, you know, the the readers contributing their own ideas took on its own energy and you got to kind of step back and just nurture that. Was there, did that take a long time? Was it gradual or was there sort of a tipping point where you felt like, oh my gosh, this is now its own resource? Right. Well, you know, when, when other bloggers listen to me tell this story, it's actually rather obnoxious Cinderella story, but it took off. So, wow. you know, I never started Parent Hacks, the Parent Hacks blog with the notion that, oh, I've got a, I've got a thousand great tips to share. Right. I had maybe five or six tips to share and lots of questions to ask. And so really it could have ended as quickly as it started had right. nobody answered these questions. Right. But it just took off. I, I think it was it was a moment and it was a conversation that people wanted to have, yeah. people who were on that early internet. Yeah. And it wasn't just moms. It was moms and dads, yeah. which was really interesting. Yes. So yes. I would say within a few months, I had about, you know, I had hundreds of emails coming to my inbox. Wow. That it must just, have been overwhelming. Or was it exciting? It was exciting <laughs> because really, you know, again, I was a person that was just hungering for a real world conversation about right. parenting. Right. And so for me, it was it was like a miracle. It was a dream yeah. come true of real people saying, you know, this is what it's really like. And these were these were smart really generous people. I just, I cannot tell you how lucky I felt at the time. And I feel the same way now. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready to eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product, Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. 
Okay. Well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as forever chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. That is, it is really cool. It's, um, I, I love the idea of, I think the word hack now has a lot more, um, like it's just more easily recognized. We have sites like Lifehacker and it's just sort of become part of our vocabulary. But to me, the difference between what, what makes a hack a hack is it relies on you to, to deal with your current situation, think in the moment and come up with something that works. And what is so beautiful about that for new parents is that we're given so many rules and so many books and so many expectations about the way um, things should be that it's really easy to to lose that trust in your own ability to think on your feet. So while while you're offering people very concrete tips, I think you're really doing something. I mean, I see it as like a much bigger gift for new parents, which is reminding them that there is genius in the little things that you do on your own instincts and that it doesn't always have to be exactly by the rules. And that then if we can then share those things, then that's very powerful, I think. Oh my gosh, Sarah. I, I, I think you've just phrased the <laughs> crux of my book better than I have ever done it ever. Oh, That's exactly, exactly the message that I tried to make very clear in the introduction of the book. That Parent Hacks is not just about, oh, I've got the definitive source of genius tips. Not at all. Right. It is about you are the definitive source and they will come to you gradually yeah. and that yeah. you can trust that you are going to come up with something. I mean, it might not be right when you need it, honestly. Right. Right. Sometimes we just sort of like, uh, help me get yeah. to 5 p.m., please. But yeah. sometimes you just come up with something yeah. and the power is in sharing it. Yes. And so when parents share those little tiny tips, even if they seem obvious, yes. it is unbelievable what can happen. Well, I mean, and the seeming like obvious... Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. But the no. seeming obvious is um, it can be a hang up, I think, because you do sometimes think, oh, my gosh, am I the only one who didn't realize this? And, you know, we have a little bit of ego wrapped up in that. Like we want to yep. know what we're like. We look like we know what we're doing. But that's so true that what it seems obvious to you is going to be not obvious to somebody. It's just the nature of acquiring knowledge. At some point, you know, it wasn't obvious and then it is. Um, I still remember the first hack that I read on your website. This would have been before I knew you through Megan. I mean, I just, as a parent and a reader of blogs, but it is one that I still use today. And that is um, when you are packing school lunches for school-aged children to pack a lunch for any toddlers or at-home children. And I guess that when I read it, maybe I had like a preschooler and a young toddler. I was like at the beginning of that. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's so smart. And it would have, I probably would have never thought of that, honestly, because I'm not, I don't love lunch packing. I'm pretty quick about it. Um, But I did that today. I packed two school lunches and a third lunch for the kid who's, you know, at the park with the sitter right now, maybe not needs a lunch, but it's just, then it's done. And then when it's lunchtime, you can just, you have it packed, even if the kid is home with you all day. So that's just an example of the types of things that we're on, you know, and that's, that one is several years old, I know from the website, but. Oh, 
So true. And, and pack a lunch for yourself. That was, yeah. <laughs> that's yes. the other little coda to that particular yes. hack, because who never has a lunch? Yeah. You. Yeah. So true. So true. Um, just like eating the, the apple peels. Like, yes. Off know. the plate. Um, well, so I'm curious how this has changed in these 10 years as the internet and social sharing has evolved, because obviously it's a completely different world. What we have, there's a lot, it's a lot easier now, especially with visual platforms like Pinterest and Instagram to share um, these types of hacks. Do you feel, do you feel like parents are still in need of the same, do you feel like there's more available or that there's still a need to kind of point people toward the right resources? Does that make sense? I guess our, our new parents as hungry, they must be because you, you. So I think there are two interestingly um, contradictory ways to answer this question. Okay. On the one hand, I absolutely think we need the community in the same exact way as we've always needed sure. community. Um, that, that will never change. We need to find you know, like-minded people around us, especially sure. when we're struggling through those mm-hmm. early years of parenting. The funny thing about what's possible online with social sharing is that there's more information than ever before, and that creates its own problem, yes. you know, of too much information. Yeah. So the funny thing that I struggled with 10 years ago, which was that the only information I was finding was coming from limited sources, Mm -hmm. in some ways we have the opposite problem now. And we're just completely bombarded with images and advice and and all sorts of other things. So finding a trusted, a sort of a, you know, a smaller little eddy in this huge swirling river Mm -hmm. of social media is, it's important. Right. Um, The other thing, the other piece about that, though, is that now each of us has a voice to share. And Mm -hmm. so the great thing about this, from my perspective, of you know, having this book, Parent Hacks, is that it's so easy for people now. They don't have to hopefully stumble upon me and send me an email and then hope that email actually makes it to my It's a lot better for your inbox, too. (laughs) You know, it's, well, and it really sets the conversation free because, honestly, I've been the bottleneck all these years. I'm I'm not the most efficient person with my email, and I'm I'm certainly not, you know, I'm not a content machine. I'm not, you know, a viral sensation. That's never been my right. interest. And it's frankly not my strength either. Right. Um, I'm a community person and I like to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And so this allows the conversation to exist in a way that people can join in even when I'm not there. I love that. I love that. And one of the easiest ways right now is the parent hacks hashtag on, especially Instagram is where I tend to follow it. But um, if you just want like, entertaining and genius ideas all you have to do is follow that hashtag and like you said it doesn't it it doesn't need to be systemized from the top down right um yeah it's it's brilliant well and it's just this it's like this rich vein of just people's discoveries there's humor there there's also it's really nice honestly don't you feel this way sarah like you come up with a little you come up with like, you, you packed your kid's lunch and your toddler's lunch. It's sort of nice to give a little recognition yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like, it's almost like making yourself feel better for all of the times you didn't know what you're doing. It's like, you're sort of like looking around in your empty kitchen yeah. going, hey, did yeah. anyone see that? Because that, that was, was awesome. really awesome. <laughs> so true. It's, it's so, so nice true. to get a little pat on the back and somebody going, hey, oh my gosh, that's really genius. Yes. yes. So that's what happens. And yes, I, I actually think Instagram and to a certain extent, Facebook, because they're very much connected. Mm-hmm. Parent hacks on Instagram and Facebook are really this amazing mm-hmm. source of sharing and, and community and 
Um, I mean, it's changing. It's yeah. really, really changing, and it's so much fun. Even well, for I, now. So. I was gonna say I admire I admire you having evolved through that because so many online writers and bloggers, it, it's always throwing you a new curveball about how to look at your content or how to reach your audience. And what a cool way for Parent Hacks to have evolved and then actually like harnessed the power of you know hashtags were not a thing in two thousand five. You know, and now. That, that can be one of the primary entry points into this community. So it's very cool. Um, it's very cool. Thanks. Um, so I want to go into the book for a little bit and tell you a couple of my favorite hacks from the book. Ooh, and also give I our... I want to hear them. Give I our, love to hear people's favorites. I know. Um, and give our listeners, too, kind of some examples of what's in here. Um, so one of my favorites is that I used myself recently after reading the book um, is the list on page 52 of things to do with painter's tape. So um, you guys know listeners painter's tape, like the blue tape that you put around your baseboards when you're painting a wall and how it doesn't, it doesn't pull off paint or it doesn't damage wood and it peels off easily. So um, in the book on page 52, you have a whole bunch of amazing things you can do with painter's tape. Like the one I did was bring it on a trip um, over spring break. We were at my parents and they are living temporarily in a very, very small condo. So there's no space for the kids to run around or play. And so we made hopscotch on the living room floor with painter's tape and they played hopscotch. Um, but I, there's so many different there's I don't know how many, maybe at least 10 on this page of different things to do. But labels, um, you know, uh, demarking places on the floor where kids can play or not play. Um, oh, pulling label, labeling cords and wires, pulling those together with labels. So the painter's tape is a huge favorite of mine. Painter's um, tape is, I actually carry painter's tape with me all the time to this day. I love that. <laughs> I love that stuff. It is. It's so smart. Um, and yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's very, um, it doesn't do anything bad when you take it off. Unlike so many, yeah. Duct tape, duct tape gets mm-hmm. all the glory, but yeah. this tape needs its moment. I, I like to think that maybe I will be a part of that. Yes. You are bringing it to the, to the light. Um, okay. Hack number 34. I wish I had known about one year ago, and that is to flatten, take with the roll of toilet paper with little stinkers like my third child who like to intentionally unroll the whole thing for fun while sitting on the potty um, to just smush it slightly flat so that when they go to whether it's intentional or unintentional um, so that a whole bunch doesn't come out and end up in a pile on the floor um, because that was a favorite little activity little entertainment yes in seat entertainment yes yes (laughs) um but that's so smart i mean it's just just to kind of squish it so that it doesn't freely unravel itself while they're sitting there you know right right and you know clearly this is easily um outmaneuvered by a you know a a toddler who wants to unroll it yeah but yeah it just it solves the problem of even kids who are just trying to take some toilet paper off the roll and the whole thing just goes yes and you know how some, like some toilet paper rolls seem to have like gravity. It's like almost like they don't need very much encouragement to just right. start snowballing. Yes. Um, but yeah, I had never thought of that one. Just smush it a little bit and it just doesn't do that on its own. Um, okay. This is a really good one that I'm going to use. Number 68 um, is to help little kids, preschoolers um, know which shoe goes on the right foot. So this is kind of visual. I'll try to explain it. But if you have a little pair of shoes and you took a 
big uh, sticker of some kind in the illustration, which we have to say the illustrations in this book are great. Let's come back to that and talk about how cute they are. Um, But the sticker would be cut in half. So in the illustration, it's a ladybug. You'd cut it right down the middle and put one half in each shoe so that when they're on the right feet, it would match up. Does that make sense? I feel like I didn't do it. Maybe we'll have an image in the show notes if we can. Say, but I think we're going to try to get that image too yeah. so that you can show I know. the listeners what it looks like. But if, it, the it little the kid, yeah, if the little kid lined up his or her shoes before putting them on, that ladybug would look correct. If they were lined up wrong, it wouldn't be, the, the sticker wouldn't be matched up. So right. I think, I think people can maybe picture what I'm saying, but right. that is such a good, that is such a good idea. Like That's who a, thinks of these things? I don't know who thinks of these things. I think that, <laughs> You all do. Everybody does. So it's, it's collective wisdom. Yeah. I mean, I think we just, we, it, there's no one person that could possibly think about all these yeah. things. It's uh, just, it's, it's the power of, of, of a community it when is. they're all in a mode of being generous and saying, Hey, I came up with this thing. It's yeah. just, it's so cool to see it's, it happen. It is amazing. Um, oh, okay. This is another favorite. And this is another one. You have some great little collections. So some of the hacks are kind of a standalone hack where there's an illustration and, you know, a description of what to do. But then you also have these kind of great little pages throughout where it's um, maybe a collection of ideas on a single page. So one of my favorites is um, the games that you can play while lying down on a couch if you're a tired parent. This is like (laughs) the best thing ever. So if you're picturing those days where you're so exhausted, you can't even open your eyes or maybe you're, you know, your back is out or you're trying to get the toddler to at least lie down with you because you know they need a rest. So this is seven pretend games you can play lying down. And we've totally all done this. Like, why don't we, we pretend I'm sick and you're the doctor? And then you just hope they'll just kind of like rub your back gently or like you be the mommy and read me a story. But these are awesome. Like um, hairstylist, sit cross-legged on the floor while your kid brushes your hair. Laser, that is so relaxing. Yeah. I did that all the time. Totally. So um, Laser show. Turn off the lights, lie on the floor, and use a laser pointer, or you could use a little flashlight to draw shapes and create effects on the ceiling. I mean, that could keep a tired mom and toddler busy for a really long time. I don't know that I would have thought of that one. So, um, again. We, we, that's actually our, I mean, my family's hack. We came up with that, uh, I think, just it was an accident with a laser pointer. I love it that. It seriously is like a laser show. It's fun. And you don't have to get up. I just, it cracks me up thinking of all the, because we've all been there where you just cannot, you cannot even be upright anymore. Um, <laughs> it's like horizontal is, yes. is the only position possible. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so, okay. I want to talk about something that I know has come up for you that it surrounds the idea of hacks. And that is kind of our obsession with safety and the rules. And I know this came up for you specifically, you addressed it with a photo that had been shared with the parent hacks hashtag. And I'll let you tell that story if you don't mind. I think it was about a young child using a knife um, to cut and, you know, issues of safety. And, but there's other, there's other safety quote unquote issues around hacks because the whole point of a hack, like we talked about earlier in the show is using your own intuition and um, common sense to come up with a system that works for you. And I think common sense being the underlying idea that none of these would work in a situation where a child was at risk or it wasn't the right, you know, the, the circumstances weren't right for it to be safe. Is that, is that something that's come up? Can you tell the story about kind of how that came out with the photo and has that come up again as you've navigated this or are people pretty understanding that, that um, this is all about using your own common sense? 
So I'm so glad you brought that up. And before I forget, I'll just say that we'll link up that. Yes. I wrote a post about this, and yes. I'll send you that link so yes. you can put it in your show notes. So the, the basic story is a mom shared a picture on Instagram um, talking about ha- the hack basically was that her daughter was learning how to cut fruit uh, in the kitchen, but she was too short to reach the counter. And so the mom pulled out a kitchen drawer and put a cutting board on the drawer to sort of lower it a little bit right. so she could reach properly. This was the hack. But the picture showed a little girl with a pretty sharp knife and a bunch of apple wedges. And so, uh, so I shared this picture and saying, you know, talking about the cutting board hack, you know, how to right, lower the, right. and said, this is a really great hack. But a few people typed up in a, by the way, a respectful way. It was a great conversation right. on Facebook saying, I w- I'm worried about the sharpness of that knife because it was a very sharp paring knife. And this mm-hmm. little girl looked to be about five, maybe. And so we got into this whole conversation about safety and, and all this kind of stuff. And it was so interesting. It turns out as as it happens, I had misinterpreted the picture that those apples had been pre-sliced by the mom and okay. the girl. So that wasn't even the issue, but it brought up this really interesting conversation about exactly what you said, that first of all, different hacks are going to work for different people. Right. So in no way is it meant to say that this is what you should all be doing. Right. It also brought up the notion that different kids are actually developmentally ready to do things at different times. Mm-hmm. So. For example, in my family, I'll use the example of, of using markers. My okay. daughter was ready with her hand control to use markers at about two and a half years old. My son, I wouldn't hand him a marker when he was eight because between his, his manual dexterity and his impulse control, yes. Yes. it was going to be a disaster. Yes. But the point is that, that the rules were different just mm-hmm. because they were different kids. And so I think it's the same when it comes to safety. Right. I mean, obviously, there are certain things that, you know, there are certain basic safety protocols that we all follow, but there's a lot of gray area. And not only that, there's a real benefit to letting children learn how to do yes. these things as soon as they express an interest in doing it. And don't you feel like, too, that as I mean, the mom was not in the picture in that picture, but the. Our role as parents is sometimes we're in a position to give a little bit more risk and freedom because we have the time to supervise or we're in the headspace to nurture that. And other times you got to keep everybody safe because you don't, it's not the right time to teach knife skills. So I think the other thing that can get taken out of context is that this is what we always do in our house, you know, this level of knife skills where it, that's not how it works. You know, you have times when your kids are ready to kind of grow in those areas. And then other times where there's not the, time for that. So, um, yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's really important to bring up. I have, I mean, I, the example that would be for me is how I use the car and the garage. And I was thinking about this from a safety perspective because people get obviously very concerned about anything that involves leaving kids in a car, period. Understandably, we understand the safety things. I live in a climate where there's no temperature issues. It's spring all year round. And my garage is right off of my the door that leads into the main area of our house. So I will buckle my preschooler in, turn on the car with the garage door open, of course, um, and have her listen to a story or her favorite music for about five minutes as I go in and out loading other things into the car. So she's buckled. I can I can hear the music. I can and I'm does that make sense? Like I'm going in and out totally. of the. I, I but you. there are there are places whether it's the safety of your neighborhood or weather or just even the distance from your where the car was parked to where you were going to be where that would be extremely unsafe and not advisable. And but we 
we it's not a blanket safety is not like a blanket situation it it relies on our you know our common sense and applying it to our situation so i just wanted to kind of bring that up as um i think the genius of these hacks is parents create being creative in the moment and when that happens we're always going to be sort of pinging that like safety line for other people because maybe their situation is different i guess well but. and i think the other thing that isn't sort of a blanket statement is different parents levels of comfort right so for one parent for you buckling your preschooler into the car it works for you and it it totally makes sense who knows you know the parent next door to you with the same garage right. and the right. same weather may feel like, yeah. oh, there's just no way I would do that. Yeah. And on the other side of you, they might say, what's even the issue? Yeah. Right. So it's also a matter of trusting your own feelings right. and not feeling pressured one way or the other, both ways. Right. You know, I know for me, I, I, used, I am generally not a worrier. And I felt very pressured by certain people around mm -hmm. me who would say, how would you possibly let your kids do that? That right. is not a good thing to do. Right. And I would think to myself, you know, actually, to me, it seems like a fine thing to do. But right. then I would second guess myself. And it, it goes the other way, too. Yes. So that's the other piece of trust. It's not just trusting kids. It's also, you know, feeling confident in our own gut feelings yeah. and being maybe being open to what's, you know, to other people's approaches. Yeah. But also really honoring that we have our own approach. Right. Agreed. And I think that makes the community aspect that what you've created that much more important because when we can see what other people are doing, um, especially those who are more fear prone or, you know, wonder if they're <laughs> giving too much or allowing too much risk or um, just to see what other people are doing, I think is helpful in normalizing that we're all just doing the best we can, I guess. Well, that's true. And I think the other, you know, the piece of that for me from a community standpoint, as the person who's always watching the comments on Facebook and watching right, the comments right. on Instagram is when anyone shows up saying, are you kidding? You really actually blah, blah. You know, if somebody starts getting judgy, I, I put a lid on it fast. Yeah. I yeah. do not allow that sort yeah. of conversation. I mean, I give people a chance to rephrase and right. rethink, but as soon as people start showing up and throwing around judgment or yeah. insulting other parents, they are out of there. Right. Um, because we all need a safe place right. to, to swap ideas. Yep. And we need to be able to just say, hey, this worked for me. Right. And it's just, it's fine if it didn't work for you. Right. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh. But you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown Loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Vionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. 
Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. So, yeah, and I think we can honor safe. We can honor safety information that needs to be provided by consumer reports and recalls. and, And we can kind of honor that as one piece of the puzzle and yet at the same time be supportive of you know, our own idea sharing because they don't have to be mutually exclusive. Nobody's saying let's all put our kids in danger and come up with these shortcuts for life. I know. (laughs) That is not the subtitle of your book. (laughs) Yeah. There's a 70% chance your kid will be fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about it. Statistics are on your side. Yeah, really. I, I, that's, that's such a, that's such a great point that you brought it up. You just, boy, Sarah, I mean, you totally get parent acts like in the most, in in the most basic fundamental way. And I so appreciate that. Oh, I'm, I just, I just love it. Um, well, we're going to move on to talking about your podcast and a couple other things, but before we do, I just want to remind listeners, um, especially if you happen to be a new listener, everything we talk about will be in the show notes for this show, which will be at themomhour.com. Um, we just ask you to look for the name of this show. And this is our first bonus interview episode. It will be called something like that. Look for Asha's name and parent hacks, and it will be obvious once you arrive at themomhour.com. And while you're there, you can leave a comment on those show notes, show notes and say hi to Asha or share your own parent hacks or, you know, just interact with us there as well. So all that will be at themomhour.com. So Asha, let's talk about podcasting. Um, you co-host a show called the Edit Your Life Show with Christine Co. And you guys launched, I think, very shortly after Megan and I launched this show, right? Are you coming up on a year? Boy, do I know the answer to that? I don't think I officially I, know. The I, I really to that. think you're only like a month behind us, maybe. Just based on my own memory, we will verify that for all those who care about the exact details. But um, <laughs> you, in my memory, um, we launched exactly a year ago, um, uh-huh. and I don't think you're very far behind us. So, um, do you want to just just talk? Well, I'm never mind. I'm going to talk about the Edit Your Life show first because I love it. And the way I'm going to set this up is that Megan and I get a lot of listener emails saying. You know, my kids, I only have a newborn and a toddler, but I love listening to you and Megan who are farther along in motherhood because it gives me kind of an idea of what's coming up next. And 
I, that's exactly how I feel about listening to you and Christine, because your kids are older than mine. Um, and some of the topics you guys have been re- able to really go deep into are really more school aged and middle school and even, you know, coming up on teenage um, parenting thoughts, as well as just life and creativity and home ideas that moms of really little kids aren't often thinking about. And once you move into a little bit more sleep and freedom and ability to complete a sentence, um, that's where I think that you and Christine, that's kind of what I get from you guys is that next phase. So I love, love, love your show. It's called the Edit Your Life Show. And your tagline is making editing the unnecessary to make room for the awesome. So let's just talk about, do you love podcasting? Has it been different from being, you know, writing online and doing everything in written word? I cannot tell you how much I love podcasting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a revelation because for a number of reasons. First of all, my co-host, Christine, uh, I love talking to her. She yeah. and I, we, uh, we, we co-authored a book long before we did the podcast. In fact, the book Minimalist Parenting, which is our book together, yes. is what inspired us to start this podcast because we kept talking about the stuff that we wrote about. Literally, we call each other on the phone and we yeah. talk about these things because we live them every day. And so Christine, in her brilliant way, said, we should start a podcast. We should just talk about this stuff and share it. And in, in some ways, it totally harkened back to those early days of sharing on, on our blogs yeah. because it's a conversation. And that's, what, that's really what blogging is. You know, you sort of put something out there and wait to hear the response and then you, gener- you, you sort of nurture that conversation. And so, yes, podcasting has just been an incredible experience. And I mean, we're completely new at it. We're just, we don't, you know, we're not professionals. So we're just trying things out and seeing what happens and listening to people, you know, respond to us. And it's just been so much fun. I mean, I actually feel like I still have so much to learn. I have many new podcasts to listen to myself. And, um, you know, I look to people like you and Megan who just, you know, this is what you guys are really doing. And I just learned so much from people who are doing other podcasters who are doing it as well. Well, it's a, it's a very fun space to be in because almost everybody is relatively new, including listeners. I don't know if you've found this, but, uh, you know, it, it is taking a while for listeners to find out how to listen to podcasts and find new shows. So it's, it's very fun to be in in that way. I don't know if you feel like this, but as a writer, um, I kind of enjoy the inability to edit myself on a podcast. I mean, I'm a, I'm a writer and then I've also done a lot of editing, so I can get real bogged down in tweaking things or going back and wishing I'd said it differently or wondering if that was the right way to put it. And guess what? You can't really do that when you're podcasting. And right. um, I kind of really enjoy that. And I also think that there's, um, there's a little bit more distance from the way the internet has become with you know, some of the more negative comments or, you know, I think your community is really supportive. Megan and I at The Happiest Home had a very supportive comment community, but still it's right there for people to argue about sometimes. And that can get a little bit exhausting. Whereas when you're having a conversation, people might be yelling at me in their car and totally disagreeing with me, but I don't know. And I don't need to know. And it would take them, it would take them a while to come like find us and disagree with us vocally. A few of them have, but um, I also kind of enjoy that it's sort of like an opt-in conversation. If you like us, listen to us. If you don't, you know, there's so many other podcasts. So it's a really, I don't know if I was able to articulate that very well, but it's a, um, it, that feels fun to me. 
Yeah, well, I, I know for me, I, I agree with you about a lot of that. And I know for me personally, I am a rare species of extrovert writer, meaning I love to write. Mm -hmm. I really love writing. I love messing around with words and moving them around and choosing just the right word. I love being a writing geek, right. but it's super lonely for yes. me. And so I tend to get a little nutty if I'm alone for too long, mm -hmm. just alone in my head. It's just not pretty in there. <laughs> when... <laughs> <laughs> when I don't have other real people interacting with me and, you know, providing a sounding board and, right. and frankly, just getting to listen to other people and yeah. not listening to myself because I yeah. get bored with my own voice. Yeah. And so for me, podcasting literally is conversation. It's not even just the idea of conversation. And it just is the best counterpoint to the writing. I love it. Yeah, I agree. I love the, I love the fact that people can actually start getting to know you this way. Yes. I and agree. I've had that experience. I had that experience with a video show that I did a very long time ago. I'm not really into video particularly. I really love podcasting. But mm -hmm. there was a video show I did many years ago. And it was a long time. It was really early. And people still come up to me today. And I think people connected to me in a way because of those videos. They mm -hmm. just couldn't through my writing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same with podcasts. And I just love that. I mean, it, it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. I I agree. It's really fun. And what a gift for brand. I think of the brand new moms who are sitting and if I, cause podcasting wasn't really around. I mean, as much as a few years ago, or it was a very like fringe thing that only certain people knew about. But, um, I think of how much I would have enjoyed listening to podcasts when I was either up nursing or, you know, just had time at home that felt a little bit lonely. Um, I think that's such, so I'm so, I'm so glad for new parents that this is a medium and that there's more and more family and parenting related podcasts out there. So it's such a good thing, I think. And I just have to, I want to go back to something that you said earlier, which mm -hmm. was that you enjoy listening to the Edit Your Life show because we're a little farther along in parenting. Yeah. That just is so moving to me because I didn't even, I never even considered that yeah. because I do that myself. Yeah. I'm completely fascinated by people who have grown children. Yeah. <laughs> and so there, there's actually, I'm going to just do a little shout out to this blog called grownandflown.com. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that blog so much. And I just had the opportunity to meet the two women behind it. They're just fabulous women. And I hang on their every word for exactly the same right. reasons you just said. I yes, I have it, seen their headlines and I'm, I'm familiar with, again, that would be like one step again, farther oh. ahead for me, but no, I know exactly what you mean. But I mean, if you sort of think about it in terms of parents shepherding other parents, yeah. I mean, what could be better than that? Yeah. You know, here we are, people love to talk about how isolated we are and how everyone's just staring at their screens and no one's interacting anymore. Right. Okay, well, I actually beg to differ in certain ways. Yeah. And this is one of those ways that we actually can help each other move into these new stages. That really, there really are mentors out there. I agree. I completely agree. Um, so I thought it would be fun before we wrap, since Megan and I have this kind of, you know, friendship and chatty podcast and you and Christine do, is there any, can you take me behind the scenes? Like, when do you guys record? Do you do it on Skype like this? Do you have a set day? Do you guys plan a lot before you, I'm like, this is now me just fangirling. Like, I want to know behind the scenes on the edit your life show. I want to know right. who, like, who, who gets organized and lays out the outline? How far, you know, when do you decide what you're going to talk about? I want it all. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So I'll give you the super quick yeah. behind the scenes dump. So we record on Friday mornings. So do we. Christine is 
based in Boston and I'm based in Portland, which means she's on Eastern time. I'm on Pacific time, which means I get up really, really early on Fridays. Okay. But that works for me. So we record at 9 a.m. Eastern time, which is 6 a.m. Oh, my gosh. No, it's good. It actually totally works for me. I just tank up on some coffee and I'm good. And so usually what we do is uh, we switch off sort of, you know, we come, we just have a big, long Google Doc full of brainstormed ideas Mm -hmm. for, you know, for for episodes. And we just take the lead. We sort of switch off taking the lead in terms of scripting the episode. And when I say scripting, I simply just mean putting together an outline of things that we want to cover, mostly to remind ourselves. So it's not like, you know, it's something we memorize or anything like that. It's it's pretty mellow. Now, Christine gets pretty much all the credit for what happens after we record. She works with a really wonderful production helper mm-hmm. named Laura, who helps with editing out, you know, the chatty chatty before yeah. we actually start recording or start the actual podcast. She, you know, puts the music in and all right. of that stuff and does the production. And um, we have a pretty set template for our show notes, which we write. Christine creates the graphics for the episodes because mm-hmm. she's also a graphic designer. Christine, yes. by the way, is one of these Renaissance women who can do just about anything. Yeah, um, she's I, amazing. We complement each other really, really well. And she she is the true efficiency. <laughs> she's the efficient one of the two of us, I would say. Um, she really, I, I, I don't know. At a certain point, whenever I talk about Christine, like I pause and I'm I'm speechless because she really is... Not only is she wonderful, but she's just yeah. an incredible producer of things. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we generally just, we're sort of on that schedule. And then we both promote it. Um, we do have a website, edityourlifeshow.com. Yeah. But then we both put the show notes on our own individual blogs as well. Well, it's so fun listening to you guys. I think you do a really good job of um, having some concrete tips and anybody who's followed, obviously, Parent Hacks and the book Minimalist Parenting. I mean, you're so, you're, you're so good at getting those takeaways that are just digestible. So I, I admire that about your show. And I just love, um, you're just both very humble. And, you know, I, I hope that that's how our show comes across too, that this is like, we're exploring this out loud into the internet. We're not, we're not teaching anyone or expecting, you know, followers that do things a certain way. We're literally thinking out loud and, and exploring things. And that's how I feel about your, I think you're both very, humble, even when you're offering concrete tips about that this is a learning journey. So I love that about your show. So well, I love that about your show. And it's really funny that you say that because I find that when I'm looking for podcasts, whenever I stumble upon a podcast that in any way smacks of guru, Mm -hmm. and I've got the answer for you, I'm immediately suspicious. (laughs) No, really? Like, yeah, okay. You know, and and part of that is because I've now been doing this long enough. And when I say doing this, I mean, both living my life yes. being a parent and also being <laughs> existing on the internet. right it's like yeah. okay i actually i pretty i think i know what works for me and plenty of times i don't believe me i certainly don't have it figured out and i'm looking for productivity tips like the next person right. Right. i'm still trying to figure out how to integrate exercise into my life every day yeah. and i haven't figured it out so right. there's a lot i haven't figured out but i just feel so i i feel so much better when i hear other people just like you said thinking out loud and yeah. saying, okay, this is sort of what I'm thinking about yeah. because those are the kinds of things most people just don't, you don't hear that right. often enough. Right. Agreed. And it feels like, it feels like friends talking as opposed yeah. to somebody, you know, intoning from a podium or something. I agree. Or a pedestal. A pedestal. I agree. 
Um, well, do you ha- do you know what's next for you? I mean, this is a big book, like a big book explosion of big book touring <laughs> and book promoting. Um, do you can you see the other side of that? Do you have projects in the works, or you're just going to take a really long nap? Oh, uh, definitely the nap. Okay, yeah. so I um, it's both a blessing and a curse that I happen to be a person that lives in the present. Like I get completely immersed in the present moment, which is sort of wonderful and sounds really zen, but what it means is I, I cannot really see past it. And so I am very much immersed in right. my book and talking about the book and sharing the book. I'm actually on a national book tour right now, so which is just, okay, can I just say how amazing and incredible that experience is? Oh, That's a first. It's amazing. So, cool. so, so cool. I, I hopefully, hopefully you guys can catch up with me on the book tour. You can yes. see the listing on my Facebook page. So the answer is, I don't know. You have no idea. Yeah, (laughs) because you're still in it. I'm I'm totally in it. And probably, you know, for some number of weeks after I am no longer in it, I will be sort of catatonically staring around and then something will start percolating in my mind or something will show up in my email and I'll say, wow, that's cool. And then I'll start doing it. I love it. I (laughs) love it. That's how my entire career has been. Well, it's it's. (laughs) Amazing. I love it. It's, it's good. It's not, it's not very planned, but I'm, I, I'm very grateful. Very, very grateful. Well, we are so grateful that you were able to take an hour out of this crazy book whirlwind. Um, I want to make sure people know where to buy the book. Um, and that would be anywhere books are sold, obviously. Um, Anywhere. Stores online, wherever you like to go. Very cool. Um, parenthacks.com is your website. And I was just there today. And it also makes the book, you know, right there for you to find or read more about. And um, definitely, you guys, go check out Asha on Facebook and Instagram, the Parent Hacks Facebook page and Parent Hacks Instagram account or wherever you like to do your social media, because that is where just to come back to the community aspect and the idea sharing, that's where some serious uh, creative genius is going on and will continue to go on. I mean, the book is in my hand and it's static right now, but that idea sharing is wonderfully dynamic and continues to happen. So I'm hoping that the book really starts up that conversation in a whole new way with a yeah. whole new generation of parents. Hope so too. Well, thank you, Asha, so much for being our very first bonus interview. This was so much fun. And please, everybody, go check out Asha's book. You can find all of this at themomhour.com. And we will talk to you all soon. Thank you, Asha. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. So fun. Thanks, everybody. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. 
Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%. 